So here's the thing about the Tampa Bay Rays, Kevin Barker. Let's hear it. Playing the Rays, it's like having somebody pick away at a scab. The Jays can't get the ball in the air. Pounding the ball into the ground. They can't hit lefties. It's like everything, everything your team can't do, the, the Rays try to take advantage of it. We saw that. The doubleheader, we saw it early in this game, Kevin. But, my goodness, at the end of the night, a 7-2 Jays win. That is the most runs the Jays have scored at the Rogers Center since they beat the St. Louis Cardinals 10-3 in July 26th. Think about that. A team with all this offensive talent, all these hitters, Kevin, that's 19 games. 19 games. Since that 10-3 win. And, uh, of course, in the end, the Jays have now taken two of three. And my prediction that they would take four of five in this series is very much alive. Was never in doubt, was it? Never. Never in doubt. Well, you know, I was listening to you talk there, and all I wanted to say is about time. I mean, it's about time some guys come off the bench and, and had some good at-bats. And, and some of your better players look right down the middle, and when you get it, don't miss it. I mean, I – does that sound simple, Jeff? Stop looking for the ball away and in off the plate and elevated. Look right down the middle. Use the old Derek Jeter approach. Look down the middle and just everything else, and when you get it, don't miss it. And that's sort of what happened. They, you know, George Springer sort of needed that. He, he'd he been trying to, uh, you know, trying to get a little out and around the baseball, and, and you know, he's taking those big daddy hats to make up for it, and he just finally got one. He got it out in front, and he's a pull hitter. And when George Springer's doing special things, you know, the Blue Jays tend to win baseball games. This is this is sort of what you have to do against good teams. This is two really good teams going at each other. Takes that good starting his, pitching and some timely hitting. That was his first home run in, I got 72 plate appearances. We can say 74, whatever. First home run in a while. Uh, now we need Vladdy to break to break Ooh. that uh, that little run. That little run that he's on. But let's look. The Jays lost the first game of the doubleheader today. 4-2. Alec Manoa was supposed to start that game. Didn't start it because of the stomach flu. Julian Merriweather was the opener. Mitch White came on. And I'll say this for Mitch White. He sucked up innings. They weren't pretty. Mm -hmm. He sucked up innings. He left the bullpen in relatively good shape for tonight's game. Although, I don't know if Zach Pop... (laughs) I, it, leaving it in relatively good shape. Yeah, I, I don't. We may want to think, think, think twice before we see Zach pop in the ninth inning again. You know, regardless, regardless of the score for now, at least. But um, we mentioned Alec Manoa didn't start that game. The first game, nothing was going on. The Jays looked flat. Uh, I, I mean, you know, they they didn't. They weren't sharp. Vladdy did not have a good game defensively. They just didn't look. They didn't look that good at all. They did not look that good. Alec Manoa, Kevin, comes out in the second game, and you could tell early in the game the shots of him in the dugout. He was sitting down. He had the towel over his head by himself. Mm-hmm. You can tell he probably wasn't feeling a hundred percent towards the end of the game. He was, but Kevin, another quality start. And you know, Buck. I, I was listening to Buck Martinez before the uh, the first pitch, and Buck said, that "There's there there's this." This word you used to hear in baseball, you don't hear it as much anymore about a guy being a stopper. Just a starting pitcher who's going to come out and stop a losing streak or prevent a losing streak. A guy who's going to right the ship. 
that was Alec Manoa tonight. Yeah, well, he faced 27 batters. He threw 21 strike once. That, that for me, was the big key right there. He got ahead most of the night. You do that, you can expand with a slider. Uh, he threw 33 four-seamers. He threw 30 sliders. He threw 26 sinkers. He threw 10 change-ups. That change-up, he threw just enough against all those left-handed hitters to make the four-seamer, the slider, the sinker that much better. That's what you call pitching. You're reading bats. You're, you're understanding what guys are trying to do to you. You know, he, he threw a bad slider. He through a bad changeup. Other than that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had seven three-ball counts, which is not great. That's okay. But, again, it's all those lefties that you face. He has five of those in the lineup. He had, what, 15 at-bats against those lefties. I mean, that's a lot of at-bats against lefties who are trying to do damage against you. And that's why you see the usage of the changeup go up. Uh, you saw the slider usage. He, he obviously felt real good about that. You could tell he was getting the, the, the re- release point out in front, and he was finishing that pitch. He could throw the back door when he could do, throw the back foot one uh, the four seamer was a little bit better you know the verlander effect where you don't use it you don't show it to him early but when you need it you got it you saw the velocity go up a little bit i i mean what can you continue to say about him i i, mm. I just there's not a whole lot of uh, things that you can add every single time he goes out the mechanics are there i mean it's a giant human who every time he throws a bad pitch he knows exactly why he threw it and he doesn't do it again which is special for a young kid like that 416-870-0590, star 591 is the text line. The Jays and the Rays split their doubleheader. Still two more games left between these teams on Wednesday and Thursday before the Baltimore Orioles come into town. If you're leaving the ballpark right now, stuck in traffic, watching at home, wherever, again, the number's to call 416-870-0590, star 591 Triple six zero five ninety. Let's talk about John Schneider's use of the bench tonight, Kevin, because like you, now this is a team, Jay's team, haven't had much going on today. Nope. Uh, we we know that they're they're scuffling for runs. Fifth inning rolls around. Matt Chapman gets hit by a pitch. Now I got Tapia and JBJ coming up. I'm thinking to myself, okay. Does John Schneider go to some of his right-handed options right then? You would have thought so. Uh, it, 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 it little, a little early for me to empty the bench, but maybe go for – maybe, you know, use one of them at least. Yeah, I would certainly think about that. <clears throat> Didn't happen. Second opportunity comes up for him to use that in the seventh inning. He unloads. His bench, and he knows that Kevin Kevin Cash. I don't. I wouldn't say Kevin Cash out, outthought himself here because, again, you know, the manager knows who's available and who isn't available more than we do. Uh, but he kind of called Kevin Cash's bluff a little bit there. You're going to run lefties out. You're going to keep running these guys out. Here's my righties. Here's my righties. And and of course, look. Let's be honest. You get a, a walk and two wild pitches certainly didn't 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 hurt the cause at all. But aggressive use of his bench by John Schneider. Yeah, the fifth inning, well, you, you sort of knew when Toppy didn't t- to uh, turn around and try and bunt that you knew he wasn't going to do anything there, and you could see JBJ coming out. The Whit Merrifield thing's very interesting because he was four for 30 until the seventh inning pinch hit double that he had. That's, I think, the one guy that you're sort of figuring 
when do you use him when the mm. two lefties are coming up? Do you use him in the fifth inning, or do you want to wait a little while and use him in a big spot with runners in scoring position? Obviously, Chapman was on first base and not runner in scoring position. So I think that's how he's trying to go about it. I'm with you. It's a little too early. But when your team is not scoring runs the way the Blue Jays are, is it ever too early? I, temptation, I just, Kevin, the temptation had to be there. Didn't no, it? Que- no question. Even Santiago Espinal, the temptation had to be there to get one of those guys in. No no question. So you got to have a real good feel for your team, a real good feel for the room. You just got to know what's going on around you. And for whatever reason, he just seems to be pushing all the right buttons at all the right time. Again, it's that simple approach of every guy he put in had a quality at bat. Espinal walked. Jansen walked. Mm-hmm. Even the Zimmer running out pinch running for, for Jansen. That's a big deal because yep. of the double and him scoring from first base. So every little move he made, you know, other than the Jordan Romano thing at the, <laughs> at the end of the game, you know, it was almost like he, he did want to do it. But, man, I mean, to, to think that you, you got enough guts to actually do it and actually think about tomorrow and the next day and wanting to use one of the best closures in baseball, it takes guts. But it just gets back to how much belief you have to have in every single guy that you call on and put in a position to do their job is right now he has a bunch of it. And, and I mean, you got you got to be buying into what John Snyder's selling. I got it. Before we, 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 we get to the phone lines, I just want to talk about one thing we haven't had a chance to talk about. I, I do want to talk about the final at bat of the first game. That 11-pitch at-bat between Bo and Pete Fairbanks, where Bo's fouling off slide. He's, 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 he's fouling off 100-mile-an-hour pitches, and he's looking at close pitches. Uh, it, it was the end of the game. It was a ground out. But, man, that was – you know, I was thinking of texting you as, a, as it was going on. I love battles like that. Absolutely love battles like that. Well, I, I, that's that's two guys paying attention. That's a guy that knows when he gets to his two-strike approach, he's probably because he hit a slider for a home run. Now, Pete Fairbanks is not going to go away from that, but he's going to use more power than 99 in the hundo. I think for me the, the most interesting thing was the 11th pitch. When Bo swung at the 99 that was off the plate, he mm. was mad because he swung at a pitch off the plate. I yes, just think about that. The it's it's, it's yeah. Bo Bichette that's mad at himself because he expanded – I, I just think that's hilarious because of where he's at as a hitter. And, yeah, I'm with you. You know, the right guy tends to come up in the right spots when you're hot as Bo is, and it just didn't work out for him. John in Toronto, you want to talk about Vladdy? Yeah, good evening. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, it may sound kind of uh, funny, but uh, as a kid, uh, up until grade eight, uh, I couldn't hit the ball. Uh, went for an eye exam. I asked the doctor, why do I need glasses now? Because he said uh, to me, look, son, you've always needed glasses. So once I got the glasses, uh, I was surprised to see just I could count the leaves on a tree earlier. I didn't realize how many leaves were on a tree. So what I'm trying to get at is uh, your metabolism changes every seven years. All of a sudden, you know, uh, Vladimir can't hit the ball. Has he had his eyes checked yet? I'm not being funny about it. I'm just wondering, uh, since your metabolism changes, maybe uh, something's changed uh, with his eyesight. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, John. Thanks for the call. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure this team has 14 eye doctors looking into it as we speak. Absolutely. You know that there's a doctor in a khaki. 
with that little thing oh. where they look in your eye, you know? The little thing. Give you the little glaucoma yeah. drops that yeah. burn. Yeah. Looking in the eye. All kidding aside. Hold that chart. Not too close Hold that chart. <laughs> oh, what does that chart say? Oh, it says 43436343. Four, oh, absolutely. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Actually, John was going to ask, I think, about moving Vlady down, Vlady down in the yard. I don't want to get in that right now, Kevin, but I do want to ask you this. How the hell is this team so bad against left-handed pitching? Explain that to me. Yeah, because that's me, not a balanced thing. That's not something that that, that sure. Michael Brantley's going to help you with, right? For for, for me, I, I just think they don't like the ball away. I, I think one through nine, unless it's Lourdes standing at the plate, I, I just don't think they like the ball away, and they really don't know how to make in-game adjustments. When's the last time you saw a dude go, okay, you're throwing me in to set me up away. I'm going to get a little closer to you, or I'm going to get a little closer to the plate. I might choke up to where the ball away looks right down the middle. When's the last time you ever seen that, Jeff? I'll answer the question for you. Never. So I just think for me that's what it is. Like they're the the stubbornness to not make in-game adjustments against the ball away, I really do believe that's what it is. Because all lefties, what they have to do is hard in and soft away. And guess what the Rays are famous for? The changeup. So yep. you're adding and subtracting. You get them looking in to get them out of the way. And a lineup that's right-handed who just doesn't want to go up and make an adjustment. And when you don't, Get bats sort of stack on top of each other, and you start to see non-competitive at bats, and you see a lot of rolling over to the third baseman, the shortstop, dudes throwing their bat in the air. Nobody wants to run out the first base because <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the glasses thing. Uh, Nick in Toronto on the text line, if we don't back up the truck from Manoa, then I don't know what this front office is doing. Love that, man. We all love him. Um, no question. I think you have to have the discussion clearly with Alec Manoa in the offseason. My one caveat, my one caveat, my one caveat about that gets back to innings. It's a ton of innings this year. I don't know. I think if I'm the Blue Jays, I've got to go into the offseason. Well, I'm going to look for starting pitching anyhow because everybody's looking for starting pitching. That has to be in the back of my mind. But, look, yeah, I, I absolutely I have the discussion with Alec Manoa. And, and you know, he's worth, frankly – Frankly, he's worth he's worth the investment. I, I think that's probably the best way to say it. Tom in Caledonia, shout out to Mitch White, the MVP today. Six innings mm-hmm. saved the bullpen. <clears throat> Got to say this, you know, as, as somebody who has had some fun with Mitch White since he's been here, I will get back to it. There are two things you want out of a doubleheader. Well, first you want to you you want to sweep. That isn't probably isn't going to happen. You want to win a game. You. You want to win at least one game, and you don't want your pitching shredded going in the game that you need to win. And Mitch White, as far as I'm concerned, what Mitch White did in that second game, yeah, they, or the first game, yes, the Jays didn't win, but he gave he gave the Jays more than I thought than they thought they were going to get out of him, and that did, you know, it allowed you to have Adam Simber here, it allowed you to have a a, a fresh Jordan Romano, and the one good thing out of this, Kevin, is. You do have Jordan Romano. He should be rested for the next, uh, you know, the next the next couple of games, and and that's obviously, obviously a good thing. Christian Don't Hamilton forget. says Manoa is the AL Cy Young Award winner. Tell me why you agree. I don't know if I agree yet. AL Cy Young Award. Cease has been pretty good. Verlander's been, been awesome. pretty good. You Cease know, would probably I, I know, be my I, guy. I know he's hurt. Uh, Cease Rambro would probably Valdez be my guy. will get some votes. 
But don't I, forget, but I think, don't don't forget David Phelps today too. That six up, six down in the eighth and ninth inning. That was yes. big too. You're not having to use another guy. You only use him. I'm with you that first game. Look, Mitch White for me is a little bit better fastball command. Fastball command made the slider better. Like mm-hmm. you know, and it's he's sort of a max effort guy. He talked about that with Hazel uh, between games. Is if you're sort of eighty percent, not a hundred percent all the time, you can sort of back off. You command it a little bit better. Your finish is a little bit better. You're a little bit. You're you're more on time. Your pace is better. You're just a better pitcher. And and he came up big and and helped the Blue Jays, even though they didn't win. Ryan in Mississauga. Were you at the game tonight? No, um, I was driving home from work. I was listening to it nervous recklessly because I saw the first game, and I was like, oh, my God, Mitch Wright and Phelps saved our bullpen tonight for this game because I was hoping the God Manoa was going to come pitch tonight, and he did, and he pitched a jam, and I thought they played well. I think this game was huge because mm-hmm. the next two games we're seeing two of Tampa Bay's best pitchers. And that's going to determine with you, Jeff Blair, if it's going to be four out of five or is it going to be three out of two? <laughs> it's going to, yeah, it, it, it's like, I like, even today, like when I found out Manuel was not feeling well, even I was saying, like, oh my God, are we going to have the whole bullpen tonight against Tampa Bay? But now we got this win. I feel that I'm confident we can win one of these games coming up. I don't know if we can win two because Tampa Bay is not. Tampa Bay is always a good bounce back team, so it's gonna it's gonna determine tomorrow. Let's hope Stripling can get six innings in. Thank God the bullpen earlier today was not fully used, so that we can use that bullpen for tomorrow. And then with Gossman on the mound, I'm kind of confident we might win that game. All right, yeah, well, I, listening to the show, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, <clears throat> thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it, and, uh, and and drive safely if you're still. Um, if you're still driving home, if you're still driving home from work. Uh, it's Ross Stripling tomorrow and Kevin Gossman against Shane McClanahan on Thursday, which Ooh. will be something. Better win Drew tomorrow. Rasmussen's getting the start for the Rays. That's not going to be easy either. He was another one. Wasn't he another one of those and guys we talked about in that, that Milwaukee Brewers trade, the J.P. Fireisen or something? They, they made the deal and Andrew Rasmussen. And we, he... we immediately looked at Drew Rasmussen and we thought, oh, yeah, that's that's – that's the guy the Rays always get in every trade that ends up making a difference. All I know is he throws a slider away. That's all I know. You think he'll do that tomorrow, too? Absolutely. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. The Jays win the nightcap of the doubleheader. They split. They've taken two of three from the Rays in this five-game series. Two games left to go. Tomorrow's a 7.07 first pitch. Reminder, Thursday's an earlier start. Thursday is a 3.07 first pitch at the Rogers Center. We'll take a break, come back, and get to the phone lines again. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan. I mean, he's firmly cemented himself as one of the best pitchers in the league or the game. Um, You know, what he did tonight was kind of more of the same and, um, you know, allowed him to get back out there for the seventh. And, you know, he's... um, He's grinding, you know, he was grinding today. You know, everyone knows that, but, you know, just uh, a great effort by him. That's John Schneider talking about Alec Manoa. 22 quality starts for Alec Manoa. He has to be in the Cy Young discussion. I don't no think question. there's any doubt about that. I just no don't, question. I, I, I don't know if I would necessarily make him the front runner the way a lot of people are. But, uh, you know, we keep, look, Kevin, we talked about this. We keep waiting for some sign that 
that the, the gas tank's getting a little empty. And we thought we saw it in August, a couple of shaky starts. But I, I don't know. When the year's over, it'd be fascinating to go back and uh, find out just how much that discussion with Justin Verlander at the All-Star game, the influence it had on him. Because we saw the same thing again tonight. Don't show all your tricks out the gate. Save something for when you need it. Finish strong. And I thought it was fascinating, the camera shot of him in the dugout after he gave up that home run. And I don't know if he saw it, but he was, like, going through his motion again. You could tell that he was upset that he hadn't extended his he hadn't extended it enough, and he was, like, slammed his, his hand on the top. Luckily, the padded part of the uh, of the dugout. But um, I just you just can't say enough about Alec Manoa. Just nope. cannot say enough about Alec Manoa. For 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 me, the the, the sinker is a game changer. That makes all of his other pitches better. It's late movement. He's not thrown as hard. He doesn't have to max effort. It makes the change up to sinker, the slider. All those things are really good pitches. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety five ninety five ninety is a text line. Hirsch and Thornhill. We'll get to you in a minute. I promise. But Kevin, you and I were watching Alejandro Kirk haul ass. Oh. On that that play, watching Luis Rivera, you know, oh. guiding it, almost serving him. as his guide, running with him. Yes. Who who got there first? By the way, did Louis beat him or? No, no, I don't think so. All, all that matters is he scored standing up, Jeff. Standing. Alejandro up from Kirk first. scored from first base, standing up. John Schneider was asked about that play, uh, and that tells you how how good the Blue Jays. I mean, the the Jays have played a doubleheader against the Rays, and there's something to laugh about. Usually that isn't the case when you play the Rays. Usually you, the, the, the Rays leave you grinding your teeth. But this was John Schneider talking about that play with Alejandro Kirk. Big players usually come up big in big spots. That's what Georgia did tonight. You alluded to Kirk there. What was the reaction in the dugout? Everyone loved it, you know. And, you know, Louis Rivera is probably the you know, most bold third base coach in the league doing that. But um, he actually smirked <laughs> on the way in. And um, it's the most exciting play in sports when Kirky scores from first. I don't know if I'd say the most exciting play in sports, maybe the most unexpected play in sports. Yeah, but, well, the, uh, the, for for me, the base runner's got to give you an excuse to do it, and and he did it. I mean, he, he's not a fast runner, but at least he's no. trying. You can see he's gritting his teeth, and he's giving you everything he's got, and, and that makes think, it a little easier for Louie to make up that mind where he's going to send him. Good, and, good for Kirky to make him do that. And this gets back to sort of the raise. Do you think that perhaps Kevin Cash or one of his coaches has a chat with Jose Siri? About, oh, about uh, not knowing how many, how many outs there n- Not knowing how many outs there were. No, no question. I mean, you're a big leaguer. You're supposed to know that all the time. And now the Bet365 standings update. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played 19-plus. Play responsibly, Ontario only. The uh, game of consequence right now. Well, there's two games, I guess, of consequence right now. The uh, Yankees and the Red Sox, because there are some of us who don't believe that the AL East is out of the picture. The Yankees are leading the Red Sox 7-5 at last look. Aaron Judge had two home runs for the New York Yankees. San Diego and Seattle, they're in the fourth inning. It is scoreless. Of course, the Mariners very much in the wild card race. And the Baltimore Orioles beat the Washington Nationals 4-3. As a result of that, the standings, as of now, the Yankees, 85-56. and 56. They're five and a half games up on the Blue Jays. The Jays are six games behind them in the loss column. Tampa Bay is at 79-62. They're six back 
of the Yankees. If you look at the wild card race, which I think most people will probably be focusing on, Seattle 79 and 81, Toronto 80 and 62, and Tampa Bay 79 and 62. So as of now, Tampa Bay has the final wild card spot. They are five games ahead of the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, if the playoffs were to begin today, if the playoffs were to begin today, Toronto would be going to Seattle to take on the Mariners. Ooh. And you want no part of that. That is the <laughs> scenario you do not want. If you had to rank scenarios involving the Blue Jays, going to Seattle would be dead last of the three or four possible scenarios. At least, at least in my mind, it would be the final choice. Hershon Thornhill, you want to talk about the manager? Absolutely. Good evening, gents, and uh, great show. Listen to you every day. Thank you. Um, at what point do the khakis say, hey, this is our manager, not just for the playoffs, but for next year, because he is really has the eyes and ears of this team playing not just for him, but playing fundamentally. And uh, he's got my vote for next year. Uh, the second point I want to raise is uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Um, he owes Lourdes Gurriel a steak dinner because, in my opinion, he shouldn't have been playing in Game Two if Lourdes was help- healthy. I, I can't, you can't, you can't afford to have these lackadaisical throwing or uh, casual catches out in left field like that. It's unacceptable at this point of the season. But again, thanks for the great listening, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, sir. The call, Hirsch. Yeah, uh, we're talking about that play with Randy Rosarain in the mm-hmm. in the first game. I almost threw something through the television set. Um, but I mean that, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's Teoscar. He's, he's got, he's got that in his, in his, in his toolkit. He really does. He's cost himself a lot of money this year. I know that for a fact. He sure has some place. If you lift up the little thing in his toolkit away from the opposite field power and all that, there's a bonehead in there like for bonehead plays because he is entirely pot. It's entirely possible that he will pull off one of those plays, and I'm with you. Um, I think Teoscar Hernandez has cost himself an awful lot of money this year. No question. As for John Schneider, um, I think it's a slam dunk. I, I'm with you. Man. What I more do you need be, to see? I would be surprised. Shocked. I would be surprised if there hasn't been a nod and a wink about John Schneider's jobs. I'm, I'm I think just saying, you're right. I, think I you're wouldn't right. be surprised if, you know, I went back and listened to our interview with Mark Shapiro the other day where I asked him about the thought process, uh, and, and his reaction was pretty, was, was pretty blunt and almost made me think that, okay, one, I probably shouldn't have asked that question. Two, they, <laughs> they probably already have their decision made. No question. That, that's just me talking. <clears throat> you know, that's kind of poking through the tea leaves and everything. Just look at the seventh inning. He didn't do it in the fifth inning. Most managers would have done it in the fifth inning with the way your team's not scoring runs, but he waited till the seventh. Sounds simple, but you got to have a good feel for your team and what's going on right in front of you. For me right now, he's the man. There's no doubt in your mind that, that Alec Manoa had to go out there in the seventh inning. Eh? No that, question. Th- bottom, no bottom, question of the, bottom of the order, you know, the lefty yeah. punched out two times already. Don't hang the change up. I mean, it's smooth sailing after that. Absolutely. Every once in a while, you got to lean on your horse, even though your horse is limping a little bit because his belly hurts. you still got to lean on him. And that's what Bucks they were trying to do. Good for them. Buck said something interesting tonight. And I was actually, I was thinking about this. I wouldn't be surprised if next year, you know, knock on wood that he stays healthy. I think we're going to see some complete games from Malik Manoa next year. Be interesting to see what the shift does to all that trying to do that. That's a great point. 
No, that be is very interesting because some of those you know line drives from lefties that are outs hit to the second baseman that's playing right field. Those could be hits. So it'll be interesting to see how that's handled. But I'm with you. If the changeup gets better, he he commands the slider a little bit better, changes a little bit grip, plays with that. You know, the all the command, everything that he can refine, steal. And for me, the little toys to change up. If that thing gets better, uh oh, look out. We got folks. We got folks weighing in in the text line. Lots of John Schneider love tonight. Tyler no from Regina, he has such a feel for the game. Love the aggressiveness in the bases. He's bringing in the relievers at the right time. Even awesome. something as simple as sticking with Witt and having confidence in him in a big spot will hopefully allow him to have more confidence. Lots of games to know to go, and we'll need a little bit from everyone. Um, Ryan in Orangeville, I think Mano and Schneider were the differences tonight. White also contributed to tonight's win. A split in a doubleheader this time of year against the Rays is good, especially the way the day started. And I think that's uh, I think that's, well said. that's 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 really well said. And uh, the Jays and the Rays will do it again tomorrow. Ross Stripling against Drew Rasmussen, Oof. and then the series finale on Thursday. We'll see Sugar Shane McClanahan as the rest of the strategy called Sugar Shane McClanahan. It's true. Up against that's nasty. Up against Kevin Gossman. Oof. That's going to be some nastiness. That's going well, to be, be some nasty. Well, you better split. You better split the plate in half. You better give him one side because if you don't, it's going to be a quick day. It's going to be bing bang boom. That game's going to be over because he's really good. The 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 fastball in the elevated fastball, the big yacker, you know, early in counts and the devastating arm speed on the changeup. It's going to look sort of like the lefties they were throwing today, except an extra gear. Well, if you're a good right-handed hitter, show us. The Jays beat the Tampa Bay Rays 7-2 tonight. It looked like there'd be a lot of heartbreak. We've talked about the Jays' issues scoring the first game at home or scoring the first run at home. They've fallen behind at home in nine consecutive home games. We talked about going into this game, the lousy home batting average at the Rogers Center, 199 in the last 17 games. We talked about the 7-10 record, 2.9 runs per game, and the fact that they'd been out homered by the opposition all of that didn't necessarily lend an air of optimism to things but at the end of the day at the end of the day the jays and the Rays split the doubleheader 7-2 win alec manoa was a beast alec manoa was a horse once again the offense came through john schneider pulling all the right levers two games left against the rays two games left against the rays tomorrow first pitches at 707 Thursdays at 3.07. Mr. Barker and myself will be back tomorrow. As always, Blair and Barker, 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590. The Fan 360. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.